Hello and welcome to the Spectator's Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics in 2017. I'm Freddie Gray, Deputy Editor of The Spectator. Today we're going to be talking to John Rick MacArthur, who is publisher of Harper's Magazine. So Rick, I think Brits have a tendency to think that Americans are more interested in British politics than they actually are. But it was quite interesting to note that Bernie Sanders declared himself absolutely delighted with Labour's success in our election last week. What do you think that says about Bernie Sanders and what and the, the, the sort of populist left across the Atlantic? Well, of course, part, part of it is his, uh, his brother, uh, who's a left-wing politician in England. I, I'm not sure what, he's, what he is now, whether he's running for anything. But, but his but, brother came uh, out for Trump, I think. I didn't realise that. I'm sorry to hear that. In any case... I um, think he would have been bro... bro, bro. But, but uh, I think mainly it's because Bernie's hoping, or Senator Sanders is hoping, that uh, we will follow the British example in, in the best sense and create a national health service um, uh, because Corbyn's probably his strongest uh, platform or strongest, most effective argument for labor this time was to shore up the NHS, which even uh, conservatives don't want to get rid of, uh, or most conservatives don't want to get rid of in, in, in the UK. So, um, and there is a big split right now in the Democratic Party about national health insurance or national health care between the Clinton-Obama faction, which wants to uh, uh, simply clobber the Republicans for wanting to repeal the the so-called Affordable Care Act, which is not affordable, uh, is not national health insurance, uh, uh, instead of introducing uh, uh, national national health insurance or national health care legislation in the Senate and the House uh, that would attempt to follow or to to copy the Canadian or the French or the British model or some version of it. You know, we had a proposal that almost passed in 1950, 49 or 1950, Harry Truman, not a communist, uh, tried to push through national health care in the United States and failed uh, in the face of uh, aggressive lobbying. From the insurance business, and from in those days, from the from the American Medical Association. So uh, I think there is a an international left movement occurring, but I don't think it's. I think it's mainly around uh, deindustrialization and, uh, uh, as they say in France, delocalization of 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 industrial jobs to cheap labor locales. And so you probably want to include Jean-Luc Mélenchon in yes. this trio of uh, Western leftists who, who have a lot in common. There's a sort of social media element, too, and there's a big hashtag, Bernie would have won, which started trending again last week after Corbyn's re- right. relative success. But, that, that, I mean, there's quite a lot of good arguments to suggest Bernie wouldn't have won. And in fact, you know, you look at Mélenchon, you look at Corbyn, they didn't win either. <laughs> so so right. it's, it's, it's not necessarily quite as phenomenal as people think, perhaps. Right. It's not necessarily a winning strategy either. And I, <laughs> I wouldn't have advised Bernie Sanders during his campaign to meet with Corbyn or with, uh, if I were his advisor, yes. to meet with Corbyn or Mélenchon, because they are perceived by Americans, or at least by the American meeting, media, as being to the left significantly to the left of Bernie Sanders. The big, dif- the big difference 
between the three of them. And the reason Bernie could have won is because he shares uh, uh, Donald Trump's uh, critique of free trade. Uh, and that's where he could have won. And and that's why he could have won, because he, he memorably beat Hillary Clinton in the Wisconsin and Michigan primaries on NAFTA, on the North American Free Trade Agreement, which he bashed uh, all through the campaign just as aggressively as Trump. Yes. Uh, with, with more with more authenticity and more sincerity. And it's uh, certainly arguable that um, uh, or plausible that had Sanders been running against Trump, he would have taken the free trade argument out of Trump's hands. Uh, more Democrats would have rallied to him than rallied to Hillary uh, because they thought she was a fake kind of a fake liberal. Yes. And uh, he could have he could have won. Yes. I actually asked Bernie Sanders last year if he liked Jeremy Corbyn. And he looked very confused. And he said, who? <laughs> so I don't know whether it was my British accent or whether he right. didn't hear me properly. But I just wonder if the link between them is a bit more in the sort of minds of Guardian journalists than it is in reality. I think it is. And here's the other specific difference is that I think Corbyn does come out of the more traditional international socialist yes. uh, uh, movement or, or, or philosophy Whereas Mélenchon and um, uh, Sanders, to a greater extent, are left-wing nationalists, or at least they're, they're posing, they're presenting themselves as left-wing nationalists who want to protect American and French industrial workers. Yes. Uh, and, and Corbyn was, as you, as you know, was reluctantly, uh, anti, uh, reluctantly for Remain. Uh, if he'd come out and said, I'm a left-winger, but I'm also for Brexit, I think he might be prime minister now. So, yes. um, um, but but this is a different tradition in the UK than in the United States. We Sanders can go around. No, no one says to Sanders, "Isn't it a contradiction uh, for you to be opposed to free trade or to to, to opposed to free trade agreements?" Yes, uh, uh, like the ones we've we've uh, passed, uh, and also present yourself as a socialist in, in, interested in international the international good across borders. Is there also a lot of young Corbyn voters have a sort of ironic fondness for Corbyn? And I think you get that with Bernie, too. It's a sort of because he's so out of touch. And, and, and when he says politically correct things, they sound sort of a little bit wooden. And it's the same with Corbyn. That's a sort of transatlantic phenomenon, too, I think. Yeah, although I watched I finally got to watch Corbyn uh, at length thanks to the, the great American uh, public channel C-SPAN. Yes. Uh, at his appearance in York, I think it was, uh, about an hour and a half uh, of answering pretty hostile questions. Yeah. And I noticed that he'd be picked up some of, he's been media trained, obviously. Somebody's talked to him. And he'd even picked up some of Bernie's uh, uh, best uh, moves. And, and one of them is, uh, in, when someone asks him, well, why... Would you would you would you uh, uh, send nuclear missiles to destroy an attacker, uh, someone who's, who used first strike capability? Would, would you avenge uh, uh, the United Kingdom? He he would dodge it. He dodged it completely. He wouldn't really answer. But he also answer with this locution, which Bernie uses all the time. You know what? You know what? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> yeah. You know what's in, in other words, you know what's really the issue here? 
Okay, and and yeah. so I figured he must be learning something from from Bernie Sanders or from his from his media advisors. And what's what's going to happen to the Bernie faction next week? We we did a podcast a while back where we talked about how the kind of Clintons were still finding ways of freezing out the the forces of Sandersism from from the Democratic Party. Is that changing? No, it's getting worse. The uh, the piece I wrote for the Spectator a month ago just gets more. Excuse me for my self promotion, but it gets more and more pertinent. Yes, because the democratic base, the so called democratic base wants uh, uh, to take action. They want to they want to uh, push national health insurance, national health care, uh, universal health care, and stop trying to prop up the Affordable Care Act. Uh, they also are willing to sacrifice to compromise on certain issues. Interestingly, they're not so ideological. Um, uh, and the big uh, litmus test was in Omaha, Nebraska, of all places. A, a, a kind of a leftish Democrat was running for mayor of Omaha and had a great chance of winning, except that he was Catholic and anti-abortion. He's as a, a matter of principle is against abortion. Yeah. Perfectly legitimate philosophical, emotional, moral position. He was for Planned Parenthood. He was for uh, uh, advising women about birth control and so on and so forth and giving them the means to get birth control. But as a matter of principle, he was against abortion. The National Party pulled the rug out from under him, denounced him. Yeah. Uh, in the, and, and it was led by Tom, Tom Perez, the chairman of the Democratic National Committee, who is a Obama Clinton flunky who was uh, installed over uh, the Sanders candidate, uh, a guy named Keith Ellison, who yes. was uh, uh, not a party apparatchik. So uh, this, identity this is, politics, it's getting, it's getting actually getting worse. It's heating up. The next special election uh, for an open congressional seat is in Georgia. Uh, this is also a hope uh, uh, among all Democrats, that they'll take the seat away from a, a traditional, you know, traditional Republican place. But in Montana last two weeks ago, the uh, Republican who f- famously attacked the reporter, I think it was, was it a Guardian reporter? Yeah, Ben Jacobs of the Guardian. Yeah, yeah. He, he threw, he hurled him to the ground because he was angry at him. Yes. He still won. He still yeah. won. Yeah. I thought, although it was obviously a terrible thing to do and, 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 and that, but I actually thought, Everybody assumed that means he would lose. But I think beating up journalists might be the way for politicians to win. <laughs> <laughs> I think we would, they would have a better chance if uh, uh, Jacobs had hit him back. Yeah, yeah. But I think if he just uh, uh, replied, you know, like, like uh, Corbyn won't do with the Trident, uh, he, he would have, it would have helped the left more than him just taking it. Now, but again, uh, Sanders campaigned hard for the folk singer who ran for uh, for, for that seat, for that House seat. Yes. Uh, and they still lost. And, and the National Party refused to put money into it, refused really to help this outlier insurgent who out of who, who had a, actually did have a chance of winning against the against the Republican. So there's there's a brutal fight for control of the Democratic Party going on right now, uh, which is not quite the case in the UK, right? I mean, there's people who want Corbyn out in the Labour Party, but they don't have... Well, they're, they're actually coming around to him very, very quickly. And an interesting thing is happening today is that the after this housing disaster fire, Corbyn has said he thinks unused ha- homes in Kensington should be requisitioned by the government. 
and Labour moderates are coming out in support of it. So it's oh, they are yeah. Okay, so it's it, things are changing very rapidly. So again, there's there's a difference between UK and 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 uh, and the US uh, because Sanders does not control the party machinery. Yes, Obama and Clinton still con- the Clintons and Obama still control the party machinery, and they can. Uh, make things happen that that Sanders just can't make. Uh, Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, who's his ideological ally in the Senate, cannot make happen. But now, I think that's. I mean, it's a clear sign of where we're to the where Britain is to the left of America. And that, I mean, if anyone talks about requisitioning property by the state, that would be totally unacceptable. It's a non-starter. Bernie, yeah. Bernie couldn't get away with that. You could get away with that in France. In fact, even yes. a conservative <laughs> government would do that because the state rules in yeah. the central government rules in, in France. And I was just going to say one other thing about Mélenchon, who I know a little bit. I'm, I'm half French. I'm a, I, I'm a dual citizen. Yeah. Uh, that he is now in a position to become the left. He is the leader of the left now. The Socialist Party is disintegrating in France and will probably disintegrate completely on Saturday or Sunday when they have the second round of yes. legislative elections. The problem is what he's what he's holding isn't that much. He might have 30 seats or something like that, 30, 35 seats. And um, uh, Sanders and Corbyn are much in a much more powerful position. Uh, they have a lot more leverage than Mélenchon has. Well, Rick, I hope you'll talk to us again about the gradual takeover of the international left. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast anytime on iTunes. So please do and have a very nice weekend.